Uncle Alan, why didn't you save us in New York? I know you tried. That's why you switched shows. Thank you, baby. They let Dougal do another funeral. Why? Why do people keep leaving this happen? This is a terrible, terrible idea. Nobody should ever let this happen. Why? What is their malfunction? What did they want to see the world burn? They are. They are crazy. They are crazy, crazy people. Um, oh. and they need to get their heads checked. We'll we'll leave it there. So, um, what's that noise? <laughs> <laughs> so it's. Gordo and Steve Fitz here today, not old man Steve, because bless his cotton socks, he's a very, old, very old man and he's got the old jabberoonie today. So yeah. he has the enhanced 5.5G sky aids coursing through his veins and God only knows if his dicky ticker will be able to, to handle it all. So he may be on tonight for some fall guys and or can. So we'll see that's, if he's still that, alive. Like, that's sure, like... He... I'm assuming Kira's like at his bedside watching over him just in case, like, you know, it's, uh, I'm sure she's not, she's not well, like, yeah. that's true, yeah, yeah, to be fair, she's not going to waste her time, I'm like, no, no, she's, she's still got her youth, she doesn't need to be hanging yeah. around old men like that, yeah, no, no, she's not, not, not a chance, well, Nikki has had a recurrence of the dreaded penis aids, uh, so he's had to go back to the homestead, uh, down the oh, country to relapse get that, and up. It's the, best, it's the best clinic in the country, so I've heard. So, like, yeah. you know, fair play to them. Um, well, that's what happens when you put your penis in a gangola. Jesus, fuck. <laughs> allegedly. Alle- very, allegedly. Very, very, allegedly. Uh, I just had a horrible realisation. Um, oh. It's Mother's Day this Sunday, isn't it? Allegedly, yes. And Mammy Gordo's birthday is Monday. Oh, don't worry. I'm treating her. Yeah, guess guess who hasn't got her present yet for either oh. of them? Gordo, you're such a bad son. Who is the worst son in the world? You are. I really am, but she loves me anyway. You silly old sausage, you. Huh? Well, fuck. Bless your cotton socks. Don't I worry, do- I'll, I'll make it up to her. I'll give her a good off. time. I will fucking enjoy existence next time I see you. I swear to God, you're going to punch it in the back of the head. Right in the fuck. Right in the fuck. Like, no lineage. Like, just done. <laughs> uh, so what happened, Gordo? What's uh, what's going on in your life this week? Um, yet another thing that's stopping me fucking drinking. Um, absolutely. Cu- this whole year has been cursed. Uh, I'm with that sort of thing. Yeah, so I've been dealing with tooth problems for the last while. Finally managed to get to, in to see my dentist on Monday. Uh, she turns around straight away and says, no, no, that's all fine. That's all grand. There's nothing really wrong with that too. It's all grand. You know, there's these one or two other things that it might be. And I'm like, no, I'm telling you exactly what I'm feeling. Like that, that tooth feels like it's going to break or need something done with it. It's like, no, no, it's fine. It's like, look, you have all this other stuff that we need to do anyway that we've talked about before. A couple of fillings and just kind of a bit of a touch up on a couple of other ones. Kind of, I was like, yeah, cool. Yeah. She's like, look, we'll send this off to the the insurance company and we'll get it all priced up for you again and you know we'll have to do a little bit of a clean up uh, today mm. and we'll do a little bit more next in two weeks time it's like okay cool no problem got the statement back from the insurance crowd oh the tooth that I went in and complained about is one of the ones that she needs to do work on 
But she just said that it doesn't need work. Apparently it's fine, but apparently insurance money is better than my money, even though it'll be the same price either way. So I don't have a fucking clue. But yeah, because of that, um, my teeth are, and because of the cleaning stuff that they're doing, my teeth are all a bit sensitive at the moment. So anything overly sugary and anything that's not essentially room temperature is causing havoc. So yeah, I'm living my best fucking life. It's great though. I'm fucking shedding the weight over the last two weeks because of it. Pounds are dropping off me. So, what you're saying is, if you don't want to gain weight, or even if you want to lose weight, just break your teeth. Yeah, it's pretty much a fucking great way to be. Uh, It'll solve everything. Yep. See, life hacks. So, all these scientists trying to discover these new diet pills and the best way for light ball, that shit. Just, you know, punch someone in the mouth. Dodgy teeth. Dodgy teeth is the way to go, man. Solves everything. Even if we create like a. A service that we can, you know, provide this for people that they'd pay us to punch them in the mouth. I'll fu- I'll punch anybody in the mouth. <laughs> you know, sometimes some people won't even have to pay me for it. I'll fucking do it for free. Not we'll a great bit. Get people to sign waivers, though, don't we? Oh, there'll be waivers. Yeah, 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 yeah. If, not you know, waivers. I, no, waivers. No, 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 waiver. Like, like yeah. you know, uh, I will not be held liable if my fist if you know I get me all distance and wrong and accidentally punch in a temple because. Yes, plus obviously if we damage our fists, you know, knocking their teeth out, then we have the right to sue them for loss of earnings of and all that. Yeah, exactly. We've got we to gotta cover ourselves like this is a business, you know. Uh, mm. but yeah, so that's been, that's been my life. How about yourself, Mr. Fitz? Well, I have completed COVID, mate. So proud completed of you, huh? So proud completed of you. Completed it. COVID ain't got shit on me, son. Got the old negative test back this morning and I have left the house for the first time in a week. It's been great. I was going to say, I'd say that's a fucking good feeling. That's a, yeah, it's good, good life right there. How it was most bad did it hit you? Didn't really, to be honest with you. It's just the head cold that we all had after the OTT weekend where we just got saturated and were yeah. a bit snuffled. That Pretty much that was it, the worst of it all. Because um, I've, I've had that still most of this week, but I've still tested negative. Oh, yeah, well, see, there was COVID already in the house that we were dodging. Oh, here, so that's true, yeah, as well. The true. fact that I had that head cold from the, the weekend away probably just kind of weakened me up a little bit. And, and it, it got you. It fucking mm-hmm. got you. So I, I was sick, and I woke up last Saturday morning after, obviously, the stream Friday night with you guys on Fall Guys. And I was like, grand, feel, still feeling good. Better do a test here just to make sure. Negative off or positive for fuck's sake. So I did another one, a different branded one that we had positive as well. So well, that confirms it. So grabbed a case of water and a few snacks. So well, I'll see you all in a week. Good luck to you. Yeah, I'm out. Peace. Raging. Well, thank fuck it didn't take you. I know. I know. I've got good jeans. Good jeans. Uh, Bought them in next. Uh, You can get them at half price at the minute, I think. But very, very good jeans. Oh, there's a COVID TLC. Oh, no. Uh, no he's, he's not going to pay extra for that deliverance. Why, get, why don't they include all DLCs in the in the game version? I don't understand this. Look, you can get the COVID season pass if you want. It's only 40 quid. Oh, man. Well, I ain't got 350. How about 250? Oh, okay, 250. Yeah, uh, Jesus. So that's COVID and football manager you've completed. In it, mate. Fucking nailed it. <laughs> Fucking nailed it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, in case anyone's wondering why we're rambling a bit more than even we normally do, uh, it's a fucking f- international break this week, so 
we haven't had football to keep us going. So it's been a a rough old time. It's been a rough yeah. old week. Like, no one really cares about international football. No, what like uh, uh, unless you're Steve. Steve loves international football. Steve he loves, loves international football. football. Nearly yeah. as much as he loves the rugby. Almost, but not quite. No, he's mad for the rugby, that fella. Yeah. So that's yeah. why he's not on tonight. I think he was celebrating the, the triple crown win last weekend too hard. And he sure just needed a then. break. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. That's Mad it. It's all coming out. Well, it's a short. I'll have Belgium tomorrow night at five. I think, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm so finally. It's, it's all friendly, so nobody gives a shit. Finally, uh, taking a plunge and buying myself a, a decent office chair tomorrow as well. So that's oh baby. To that. I've had nice. this one that I've literally used in the office like for the last three or four years. Yeah. Took it home with me when COVID hit and I was like, well, I won't need this in the office. I might as well use it at home and be comfortable rather than using like a, a table a chair. You know? like, yeah. uh, which is grand, but you know, like the bog standard office chairs are not good for people. Like it's just no matter what no. way you look at it, they're not designed to be sat in for long periods of time, I'm sure. You're going like office chair, office chair, you're going like gaming chair. A uh, gaming office chair. Nice, nice. So it's kind of a hybrid. It's not a gaming chair per se. Yeah. Um, so it has kind of ergonomical features, so that it's good for supporting lumbar structure, all that jazz. And um, yeah, so it's kind of it is as Gordo likes to sing, the best of both worlds. We're not afraid to dream big. Tune. Songs of fucking generation. <laughs> So I can't least, wait to get that tomorrow now. At least over that best of all worlds didn't go to fucking Hannah Montana one. Come on. There's, I, I don't even want to know. I, I don't want to know. Please stop. Um, What else is happening in the world? Not much. Uh, Wrestling-wise, Triple H retired today. Officially. Officially. That's that. that it, I'll be honest. It was expected on account of why he was sick recently. Mm-hmm. Um, he done an interview and kind of talked about the extent of just how sick and how close to the brink he was um, and confirmed that yeah he's done uh, yeah I I grew up a, a trips guy so like again I knew it was coming but it's still this this hurt this 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 hurt yeah like it, it came as a surprise to nobody no you know when someone goes in to hospital for you know medical treatment on uh, a genetic heart condition you're not really going to be in the ring again plus he'd pretty much semi-retired anyway so there was no benefit like he should have properly retired a few years ago anyway to be fair but um he was always willing to come out of the closet for one last payday or break glass in case of emergency scenarios so yeah, Can't and like he does no, and like he done some good stuff, like the whole putting over of Rollins, and uh, obviously the the stuff with Debray at the time. Um, for me, I would have loved if himself, Taker, and Michaels had all never been seen in any wrestling capacity again after Mania twenty eight. Is that just because you were there and watched it live? Partly, but also that moment of the three of them standing up on the stage felt so special. It felt like an end of an era, some would say. So end of an era would, would sum up that whole match and that whole situation quite well, actually, Mr. Fitz. You're right. You're very right. There's a reason that I work in marketing, Gordo. Like when you, when you can genius. brand something so well, you know, it, it really does, you know, enhance the product that you're watching. You're, you're, a, fucking, you're a fucking marketing genius. You, you, you need to get on that. 
no, I would agree. Like, they, they, if they all went out at that time, they all would have gone out on top. Giggity. Uh, but, it, like, there would have been no tarnished reputations at all or even whispers or murmurs about, you know, going too long or was it performing long enough to see yourself become a parody of your character? All that sort yeah. of jazz. Well, would have been none of that. Well, Fitz, look, name five, name five good Triple H matches. I'll wait. Ah, fucker's never had a good match in his life. He's no William Regal, let's put it that way. Yeah, and yeah, Dobbs with the shout out there as well. It's a pity he didn't get that proper last match, like 100%. 100%. What was his last match? Was it Taker in Australia? Or was have, it the DX tag match was it, in Saudi? Have, was it the tag match? I can't remember which one came first, the chicken or the egg. Uh, no, Chicken's not here. He's uh, he's still offline. Hey, hey, yeah, it was the Saudi one, Dobbs, with the confirmation there. Yeah, I, c- I couldn't remember which one came first, but yeah, yeah, that match he, was rough. That match was very rough. Speaking of Saudi, I see Saudi Grand Prix is on this weekend, uh, and there's been a giant fire in Jeddah at a, an oil depot, so uh, it's off to a great start. Ooh, with that. Um, what do you think Triple H will be remembered most for? Hate you, Vic. Um, oh, Jesus. Wow. Just, no, just uh, once it's not Reign of Terror trips. Like the, Which the man was has done, the authority? Um, was this... No, no, the, kind of during the whole, the build up to evolution and all that stuff. And oh, The, yes, the so burying of Booker T and all that stuff. Early, mid-2000s, is it? Yeah. To be fair, it was around about the time I ended up taking a break from wrestling for a year. So uh, I, I luckily missed the majority of of the stuff that people gave out about him. Um, I, I just think his, his ability to make people hate him was incredible for someone that as soon as you hear him talk in any like, interviews and stuff, now you're like, okay, this is just a genuine, decent human being, nice guy, Again, seems like one of the lads kind of thing, you know, like uh, even I need the feedback you hear from people who've worked with him. Everyone is always so positive about him, about him as a person and as a mind. Um, obviously, I know we talked about it earlier in the Super Secret production chat, the Hunter Harris Hensley character, the old original mm. character. It was so easy to hate him, but he was so fucking good at it, you know? Yeah. Um Oh, that's the, okay. That's okay. So it's looking back over the the cage match for Triple H. His last yeah. televised match was putting the young upstart Randy Orton over at the Saudi Show Super Showdown in 2019. If you're looking at these matches, fucking hell! Like, does he need? Was there any benefit to any of these matches? So he. He lost to Orton at Super Showdown. Batista would make sense. Batista wanted something he like that. Batista at Mania that year in New York. Before that, then it was the DX First Brothers of Destruction out in uh, Riyadh again. Before that, then, then he defeated Undertaker in the you know was it the last time ever or yeah, last time it? ever in Super Super Showdown under in fucking um, Melbourne. Hmm. Then before that, it was Cena in the Greatest Royal Rumble. Then the mixed tag, probably the mixed tag was probably the last memorable match. Memorable match, yeah. When it was Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey against Trips and Steph. Yeah. You know, that that made sense. 
Yeah. To be fair, the, the Batista match I thought was quite solid from what I remember of it. Um, hey, the story, the story, yeah, there's, yeah, there's bits of it that are me, but overall, I thought it was grand for what it was. Um, yeah, I don't know. For me, I think the, the 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 one moment he'll always be remembered for was the return from the first quad injury. The MSG when pop was the oh yes, the two thousand two, uh, January seventh, two thousand two, I believe. Um, when he looked considerably bigger than he had previously looked. Look, he had a load of time to sit at home and eat. He's having vitamins with the boys. Yeah, so it was. It was all for the boys. Um, candy with the boys, yeah. Yeah, candies for the boys all over the place. Yeah, I, again, I've like I'll be biased. I know, I, I like to me, I consider him probably one of the greatest workers of the modern era, and I'm saying modern era insofar as the last thirty-ish years. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, it, but like, if you look at that time span of like just his technical ability, and with the exception of that tag match, it's very rare that a match got out of control when he was in there and even at that he was after, he was injured really early on in that tag match so he couldn't really do a huge amount it's like with the exception of matches he's gotten injured in it's rare you'll see a match where he's not in control of everything uh, you know you'll often see matches where you're like oh shit's going south you never saw that with him in nearly 30 years which is I think a testament to the man so yeah, I'm going to be watching back end of an era tonight anyway, so. He, um, he definitely punched above his weight, I think, when, not just in his personal life, but that's obviously something that you don't need to talk about, but professionally, I think he definitely punched above his weight as well in terms of his overall talent. I think most people would agree that he probably, you know, what is he, 14-time champion? What, did he win a Royal Rumble as well? King of the Ring? So he's like he's 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 done an awful lot of things that possibly you know his talent didn't necessarily equate to. Um, and I say that you know respectfully, of course, but I think he positioned himself extremely well. You know, aligning with the right people at the right time. Um, you know, the click obviously helped him and then hurt him temporarily. Yeah. Um, you know the the relationship with Stephanie obviously speaks for itself. There's no way he'd be in a COO or whatever position he's in now if he wasn't married to Stephanie. No, but not, uh, not to suggest you know that that was a, a marriage of convenience. Obviously, you know they're they're a happy family of three kids. So, but you know, there's definitely perks to the decisions he's made. Yeah, and fair. I I think a big part of it was though that he he very early on put himself in a position of being seen as being reliable. And so far yeah. as there was nothing like the fact he doesn't drink, there was none of the drugs in an era where all the boys were. He was always seen as the one who was the steady hand, you know, again, like don't get wrong, I, I, he was no Brett when it came to, you know, technical stuff. But again, he was always just, he was a bit of a technician, was able to keep things fairly well controlled. So they knew that if they put him in any situation or any feud or whatever, he was able to kind of keep everything together. And if they needed someone for kind of a bit of a program or whatever, he was always... A safe bet, would say, um, in that regards, while also having a good mind for it as well. So he was always like, again, he was yeah, delivers with a perfect way, analogy there. He was just the perfect supporting character. You know, you put him in there with a Rock, an Austin, a Taker, mm-hmm. a Sean, any of these guys, 
he was always he just always seemed to be the perfect foil for so many people and again you fast forward to 2013 and all the stuff with the authority and Debray. Mm-hmm. you know we're talking two decades later nearly and he's still being that guy for the next generation of people so, so um, would you say he's one of the best antagonists of the modern era oh without a doubt but again like, I'm hit the nail stuff. on the head there well no you've hit the nail on the head he's never been the guy but he's nearly always been the guy that the guy has been working with. Yeah, he's always the guy for the guy, if you get me. Yeah, it's um, which in itself is a talent, to be fair. Yeah, hundred percent. He's um, maybe, maybe then we're, I'm cutting him short. Maybe he was smart enough to realize his own potential and his own, you know, yeah. limits, and worked extremely well within those limits. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, he's got like what King of the Ring, two rumbles. I said 14 world titles, IC champ a couple of times, European champ, I think twice. Uh, tag champ a couple of times. Uh, obviously, two-man power trip was fantastic. So great. People loved it. Uh, but it was such a big thing at the time, joking aside about how good and bad certain parts were, and obviously there was the injury. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, again, like Grand Slam champ. You don't to find too many people with bad things to say about him either. No. Now, whether that's uh, a, a trait of the character of the man or because of the position he holds that people feel they might be punished if they did speak up. So it's hard to know, but I'd be definitely, you know, along the side that, you know, the reactions speak a lot louder than the words people say. Oh, and. Yeah. Um, it seems to be overwhelming kind of support and almost commiserations for the man today, which is quite cool to see. Let's just look and uh, just load up his wiki there two seconds ago. Um, PWI's most hated wrestler of the decade from 2000 and 2009. Yeah, makes yeah, sense. Along with also winning it in 2013 and 2014. Um, but the decade that he won most hated wrestler, he also just won wrestler of the decade. Um, yeah, I suppose like he was there... For all, he was probably the guy from the Attitude Era into the Ruthless Aggression Era. Yeah, longevity. Kind into of the peachy era. Yeah, to an extent. Until Cena kind of took the mantle on. Well, then you look over at the Observer. Four, ye- four years of the no- in the noughties where he won most overrated. <laughs> yeah, like, it's a bit harsh. Especially from the Observer, you know, you know what you're going to get from the fans of that particular yeah. establishment so uh, this is brilliant so i uh, sorry I, I have to cut across you here i just noticed so he won most overrated from 2002 through to 2004 in the observer mm-hmm. in 2005 he went into the observer hall of fame <laughs> well the thing with the observer is and i will say this it's not one person's opinion i'll let dave Meltzer. it's oh, no. a public vote for the subscribers of that publication so you, as as annoying as it can be because the, there's no consistent theme to it you know people can change their opinions and if something good happens this year and something bad happens next year it might have a different reaction because people are voting differently yeah um, do you think Triple H probably suffered a little bit from the fact that he was the guy coming out of the Attitude Era so when wrestling took a downturn he was the guy that was being pushed at the time <sighs> Yeah, I possibly 
in so far as again it goes back to what I was saying where he was nearly seen as the steady hand I think it's part of the reason they went back to him so often was because they were like where the fuck do we go with this and he was just always there he was always mm. the as I said the steady hand it was always like as you said break glass in case of emergency I think it was happening as far back as then where you're like shit there's nobody stepping up things aren't going well what the fuck do we do yeah, he was well, seen this, him was working with Rock and Austin. You know, we were doing quite well. Um, so it was always they drop it to someone. Yep, like Antox is saying, like a, a Sean or a Goldberg, he dropped the title to somebody. Then either, you know, someone gets hurt or someone is wanting to take a couple of a bit of time off or someone is leaving or, you know, the ratings don't seem to take the bump they think and they panic and they're like, what the fuck do we do? We need to build someone else to be the next face. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have any other heel to give the title to. So it just always went back to him. Every time, so uh, he was kind yeah, of I think Cena he, before Cena was Cena. Yeah, he was the he was the heel equivalent of Cena before Cena was Cena. I think is it's the classic. You know, WWE always has one guy that they always kind of is the top of the card or is is the man or the the, the cheerleader of the company. Yeah, whether it was Hogan, whether it was Brett, Sean, Austin, Rock. Yeah, they always used to have the guy as opposed to you know where you know you have a fucking roster of a couple of hundred people you know you can Mm -hmm. have multiple people at that level but they just never seem to see it that way yeah Um, it sucks what's your favorite part of his career um your favorite match or favorite moment or favorite moment to madison square garden return favorite match uh and again it's purely because i was there but it's also i think a quite a fun match and i love watching pack end of an era yeah, can't fault um, that. Um, I'd probably go to Royal Rumble 2000. Yeah, and the was it the hardcore match with Cactus yeah, Jack. That was incredible. Um, that was a fucking favorite one. Of uh, his match with Debray actually at Mania opened the show that night was very very good. Um, if uh, Bo was here without his penis aids, he'd be able to tell us about it. He was there. I, yep, I'm pretty sure I think I referred to that as one of my matches of the decade when we were doing our uh, non-denominational unnamed Golden Gordos of the decade uh, a couple of years back. I'm pretty sure I put that in my top five matches of the decade for matches that I liked. Um, you reckon that, you know, that whole storyline was about, you know, Daniel Bryan being a B-plus player, not being able to hang with the big boys. Do you reckon that Triple H was in on the joke the entire time? Or... It just took him a very long time to turn around and realize that the public were going to want this regardless. From the very start, I don't know. But again, given kind of how you see with how he handled certain things in NXT and how, you know, stuff pivoted down around there. He's not dumb. He's not as hard headed. I think I think he would have picked up on the signs very, very early. Um, I think before they started pivoting anywhere, I reckon he picked up on it a long time before that. Yeah, I'd go along with that. He classic line is he'd do business with anyone, sort yeah. of a, a a phrase. Yeah, it's it. The reason I ask is it always kind of stuck in the throat. You know, the whole Triple H Punk, you know, in yeah. real life rivalry. It, it always stuck in the throat at that particular time that because Punk was an indie guy, Brian was an indie guy that. There was kind of the influx, kind of NXT was starting at that time as well, or just before it, and the rise of the indie wrestlers, Ring of Honor, all that jazz, and 
I think it was the whole Punk leaving the Brian feud at WrestleMania 30, that kind of the, the development of NXT at the time, and then Trips eventually moving down there. And okay, you know, these guys slowly wore me down, and I can see the benefit of what they're doing. And like, he created something marvelous down at NXT. Oh, gotcha. OG NXT, or well, NXT 2.0, ironically, um, as it's well, the incarnation the second of NXT, uh, yeah. or whatever way you want to look at it, the second version of NXT, what, 2014 to 2021. That was a fantastic product, especially before they went live on TV. That one-hour network show was fantastic. Oh, such good shit, man. Yeah, and you learn so much about people that, if you'd never watched any indie wrestling, so many people yeah. fell in love with so many different wrestlers. And I, I actually maintain it turned a lot of people onto indie wrestling because they went out of their way to figure out where the hell these guys came from. So I actually think you've done a lot to help. Look at the amount of stars that are like top of the tier talent now across the board that came through NXT. You look at Roman yeah. Reigns. He came through NXT, didn't he? Yeah. Well, FCW, he kind of had minimal, very, uh, I think he might have had one match because the, the, the Shield were technically coming up as NXT was starting. Yes, sorry. But they done, Seth they done, Rollins, obviously. Yeah, but they've done, they done a couple of, they done a couple of run-ins down on NXT then, I think, kind of, on, when Rollins was on his way out. I think he might have had two matches on NXT. True, true, true. But he was, like, he was there, you know, he was, he was a product of that whole system, you know, it was, and then the FCW, NXT, it's, it's, you know, that last year or two of FCW and NXT, it's all the one system. It's all the same people. Like, um, who would you reckon are his biggest, you know, proteges out of NXT that he took like personal interest in, molded them and pushed them on? Um, Rollins, hundred percent. Um, again, Rollins himself said before that you know he was on the verge of getting fired for his attitude, and it was Triple H who basically had to tell him copped the fuck onto himself and kind of he had to put him on the right path again because obviously everyone could see from the moment he walked in the door how talented he was I mean even his indie work he was incredible but again if he, someone has an attitude problem you know that's not necessarily from a building of someone's ring in ring ability but that was more getting the character work down you know getting that side of stuff and again getting the attitude right to kind of smarten him up mm. to how things were going to work within the big system would say um, Kevin Owens is another one um, I think you know the image of him hitting the pedigree Owens winning the title and him holding mm. Owens hand up yeah like Owens was someone who should have never made it out of developmental but because of trips both what the work he'd done with him and going to bat for him he is now again obviously we only talked about it a couple of weeks ago he's after signing a new multi-year contract that has his family set up for life which again more power to again another good person that you know as I said Trips has since he moulded and set mm -hmm. for life so yeah I think I think they'd probably be the main two to always jump out at me and obviously like you, you could keep going on with some of the lads who've had shorter stints down there like obviously he uh, like Ballard's talked about him a couple of times in interviews a lot of the women even in NXT like the Bailey and Sasha actually would be too mm. you'd, you'd definitely have to bring up in that conversation as well so what um, next do you reckon do you think he's going to stay working as a an on-screen personality perhaps or within a like, talent developmental role or if what do you I, think he could do next I wouldn't be surprised if they, if they were to ever go away from 
having Pierce and DeVille being on both shows, I wouldn't be surprised to see Triple H take one of the shows. Be the on-screen person for it. Just because it'll always get a pop anytime his music hits, because it's another thing we haven't talked about. The man has always had some of the greatest fucking entrance musics of all time. Uh, going back to what, It's Time was 1999, wasn't it? And... Then the game, and then King of Kings, like they're fucking amazing songs. Are not my in my time, not it's time, my time. Um, uh, and so you know the fact that he's officially retired, you know he can be the William Regal character as well. You know, it's not going to be a case of you know if you push him hard enough, he's going to have a match with you scenario. It's yeah, he has to find another way to fuck with you, like. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even have him as the the villain heel persona. I'd have him no. as kind of. The regal Always character. ambiguous character, the, you know, it's just yeah. a neither heel nor face, just firm but fair kind of a scenario. Commissioner Foley, without the, mo- yeah. without the moving office. Uh, one thing that just dawned on me, we've gone this far into it without saying two letters. DX. We've talked about this man for 25 minutes, I think, and this is the first time we've mentioned DX. DX uh, yeah. is a strange one when you think of Triple H because there's two very different versions. <laughs> there really is. Uh, yeah, it's. I remember watching the was it the rebirth of DX in what oh five, ish, whatever year it was the mid nineties anyway where he was doing where they done the reboot of it uh, and they were feuding with the Spirit Squad and all that stuff. Uh, myself, my sister staying up watching Raw every Monday that summer, and she, two of us were just in fucking stitches of some of the stuff they done. It was so stupid, but. It was just two men that were going out there and living their best lives, like so. It was it was good shit. But that's what I was going to ask because I wasn't watching at that time. I'd kind of taken my break from it. Was that when Sean had come back after his yeah. back injury? Yeah, Sean had come back. They'd had their feud. Um, they kind of gone off and done their own separate things for a while, and then was an Vince was feuding with Sean, and I think it was a Trips was told to be like a special referee in something. Or was getting punished for something. I know there was a special referee match somewhere involved. Now, sorry about this, a 17, 16, 17 years ago. But uh, essentially, the two of them ended up teaming up after or during like a special referees match, laying out a load of lads, uh, done the crotch chop, and the roof came off the fucking building. And the whole feud then started off basically with them against the McMahons and the Spirit Squad, and uh, they were dumping shit on people, dumping paint on people. Uh, there was a uh, Jokes about Vince liking cock. Um, <laughs> it, it was just also it was such it was so childish and cheesy because they were trying to be the old stuff, but also make it more modern as well. And it was, I said it was, it was just funny and stupid stuff. That yeah, it was it, it was there. You could tell they were out there just to, you know it was it was nearly self indulgent for the two of them that they were being able to go out and just take the piss. Everyone else was along for the ride with them, which mm. I think made it a lot of fun. Um, and then obviously, you know, you, you go back further in time to some of the original stuff. The match they had where Trips pinned Sean for the European title. Oh, the finger poke of doom. The, the, I don't even think, was, was there even a finger poke involved in it? Or did he just run the ropes and then fall over from tiredness? I can't remember. Yeah, I, I was kind of. It was, it was either that was a trip or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. yeah just exactly. a, it was, it was a piss the piss of it, like yeah. Exactly. But uh, again, stuff like that. That match is actually on Triple H's King of Kings DVD. They actually have that match on it. Yeah, first wrestling DVD I ever owned was that. Uh, great fucking title, that the European belt. 
Oh, beautiful. Um, but like, beautiful. obviously, he, when they had the original Roman DX, it was obviously him, Sean, and China. Sean obviously gets hurt, drops the belt to Austin at Mania 14, goes away for a while, and then Trips kind of takes the mantle of DX on his on himself, Looks reforms it with New Age Outlaws, uh, X-Pac. That was different. You know, obviously, Sean was, you know, Sean was Sean, one of the best in the business. And then they kind of go into the Attitude Era with DX 2.0. Oh, yeah. It it was a it was a lot of fun. Like the invasion yeah. of WCW, for example. Like that is an iconic moment in history. It was a license for them to just do whatever the fuck they wanted and just be obnoxious for the sake of it. But they got the right people in, in at the right way. time for that. Oh yeah. Yeah, the yeah, exactly. Antox the, the Norfolk Scope shit. It, it was I, I, I still love the fact that Bischoff said it's one of the biggest mistakes he ever made was not opening the doors and letting them in. Yeah, but Eric Bischoff's an idiot, so... Yeah. But, like, can you imagine, though, if he had have opened the doors and they gotten in? Like, the fucking scenes of them showing up. And the fact that they even had to plan how to get the tape out in case the cameras were seized and everything. <laughs> it was... It was really good. I, I'm actually going to try and look up and find that full DVD because I just want to rewatch the whole thing again. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I could do a full fucking podcast just on talking about the career of Triple H. I... I Again, I know you saw firsthand when it was over when we were over at Mania at the time how much of an edgehead I am. You could probably tack an extra level onto it for me and Trips. That's they they were my two boys growing up. Mm. So, and like even though it was near the end of both their runs, I still enjoyed their almost their final run. You know, I'm ignoring the the Saudi one, but oh, when yeah. you know when they had the last tag title run. And I think they dropped the belts too. Was it Miz and Big Show when oh, Mike yes. was having his uh, mental breakdown over getting a rematch with Taker twenty six? Like, yeah, that was a fun run as well when he super kicked um, Sean Spears. That oh was yeah, then, yeah, when he was, yeah, when he was Stan, yeah, yeah, kicked Stan, <laughs> kicked Stan. <laughs> uh, that was that was during the same. Was it actually? Yeah, because the triple threat match was them against uh, Show Miz and the <laughs> of all people, the Straight Edge Society, <laughs> Punk and Gallows. Wow. Yeah. And uh, a last in the past. Yeah. Yeah. But, look, yeah, it's, what a legacy, though. I think if if you sum it all up, like you think of it, we've we've just raved a half an hour off the cuff about the man, just yeah on stuff we're thinking on the fly, like. And he'll inevitably get his uh, individual Hall of Fame induction as well. Oh, God, yeah. And again, yeah. similar enough to the Taker one, he'll headline it. It'll be one of them ones where you can just put whoever really in. Obviously, I'm, I'm happy with seeing Vader going in this year, but like realistically, they could have named four or five whoever the fuck they wanted because nobody's going to remember. They're going to remember Taker, and I have a feeling with Trips it's going to be the same. He's going to be like 99% of the focus of that mm-hmm. Hall of Fame when he goes in. So, yeah, I, I just I'd love for him to see him kind of do the regal role on Raw or SmackDown. Probably Raw because I never really kind of associated SmackDown with him, even though he was obviously a big part of SmackDown for a long time. I still think of of it's like how you think of SmackDown, you think of Edge, or you think yeah. of Taker. Yeah, for me, I always think of Raw when I think of um, just yeah, he's sin- he's so synonymous with it. And again, like again, if if Michaels was to ever come back to do Anton, you won't be expecting him on SmackDown. You'd only be expecting him on Raw. 
you know, mm. it's certain Maybe people it's just, they were there beforehand. Yeah, you know, it's just certain people he just tied to certain brands, and he's yeah, he's definitely a, a raw guy, true and true. I think for a lot of people, so yeah, it's awful sad. Um, it's awful, awful sad. So what else happened in the world of wrestling this week? Uh, Ethan Page apparently has signed a new multi-year deal with AW. Good for him. Get ah. uh, we've, we've said it multiple times. Look, fuck it. People go get paid. You know. I believe the old man Steve is a big fan of Ethan Page and his selling ability. Oh, he loves him. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't already called for him to be fired multiple times. This is true. He's uh, He acknowledges the fact that he's a great worker. Worker. Um, worker. I saw a clip, actually. The WWE Evil documentary thing is after dropping. Yes, um, it's all up on the, on the cock, apparently. Yeah, the... There was a clip from the Orton one about kind of how he gets into character and goes, no, the demented look he has. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of talking about how he does that, about kind of nearly how he ducks his head and is kind of nearly trying to rush all the blood up to his head so that when he go when he kind of looks up, everything feels just bloodshot and like just bulging basically. Um, it's and he does it all in like this. This is he explains it and does it and gets into character and talks about what's going through his head while he's in that zone and this all happens in like 45 seconds it's really fucking weird but it's actually a really good watch oh he does um, hear voices in his head he does um but yeah it's kind of just about how he just finds it easier to emote when he's kind of in that zone of being able to just kind of you know drive it home to people and people see in his eyes that yeah this guy might not be all there kind of thing so uh yeah, by just by all accounts from what people are saying about it, obviously just the usual. It's a WWE documentary. There will be a little bit of, you know, fabrication and uh, stretching and no. twisting the truths. Imagine, imagine it. But for the most part, a lot of the feedback that I'm seeing on Twitter and stuff about it, people are saying a lot of really good things. So, what? No. Yeah. yeah. You're pulling my leg, Gordo. I'm you just mean this you, isn't man. going to be one hundred percent honestly and truth? It may not be a hundred percent accurate. Well, at least they've be. got Hulk Hogan on it, you know, because he was the ultimate heel. Oh, the ultimate heel, yeah, 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 yeah. Nobody knows how to be a heel like him. Um, what else we got? Oh, there's something I, I didn't read too much into it. I just remember seeing it on the Twitter at one point. Uh, apparently, uh, Cross and Scarlet were in talks about showing up on the Ring of Honor reboot show. Oh, the supercard. Um, yeah, the supercard show or whatever. But uh, apparently, since Tony Khan has taken over. Uh, contact has stopped. Why would that be? I wonder now. Oh no! Apparently, yeah, the, the discussions were ongoing, and then as soon as TK took over, they're basically yeah, they've heard nothing more about it since. So, don't know. Is that a case of TK has no interest in him in any capacity, or maybe it's uh, let's not talk about it in a Ring of Honor capacity, and perhaps re- reaches out about an LA dub at some point. But uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens there. Well, uh, yeah, it was he was approached when um, oh, what's his name, the the Booker of Ring of Honor back in the day, Delirious, um, Delirious. Yeah, so he was booking the Supercard of Honor show, and obviously, the, amongst others, Cross and Scarlet were in discussions about an appearance or a match at Supercard of Honor, and obviously, you know when talks started to progress with TK and and others about you know buying the company then everything kind of stopped so 
there's on they're not sure even if Delirious is still with the company or if he's involved with the booking at all. So you know, it's not surprising that things have taken a turn. Um, oh. I'd love to. I'd love for Delirious to be involved though, because you know, you don't really think of Ring, on, Ring of Honor without you know picturing him involved in the booking. Yeah, that that's the thing. I think it'd be it'd be weird to not have him in some capacity. Like, obviously, don't give him full control or whatever, but have mm. something. Yeah, just have something, some some involvement in it, either as a producer or something. So, it'd be interesting to see where you were saying actually as well that there's matches have been added for this as well, weren't you? Or at least uh, a match. Yeah, there's a few different ones happening. I mean, obviously, there's the title unification match between Jonathan Gresham and Bandito over who the rightful Ring of Honor champion is. Uh, a new match announced today by Tony Khan for the Ring of Honor Pure Wrestling Championship. Uh, Josh Woods is defending against Wheeler Utah. Oh, so that could be a like little Woods. bit of fun. I like Woods. Woods is very, very good. Yeah, and Wheeler Utah is one of the best young up-and-coming sports entertainers in the world. He, he's going to sports entertain really good in around about three years when his contract expired. <laughs> Um, but the big match possibly that's getting people talking is the tag team title match the boys versus the top guys yes Briscoes versus FTR yes rigid I'm more um, rigid than Reed looking at Tony Storm's fucking OnlyFans wow that man's credit card got some doing last week didn't oh it? good lord open the limit open that fucking limit <laughs> six um, digits I've heard he's after dropping so the rumours were that, you know, AEW were looking at the Briscoes about bringing them in for either a run or a contract or something like that. But someone in Warner Media kiboshed the deal straight away because one of the Briscoes, I think it was Jay, could be wrong, said something very stupid about 10 years ago on Twitter. And uh, no point going into it, but, you know, homophobic shit. Yeah. That he has since apologised for profusely said it wasn't his beliefs that it was the young dumb stupid comment that they've moved on they've learned blah 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 and so on and so forth um is this a trial run do you reckon to see if there is uh blowback on it like i wouldn't be surprised um again though the briscoes are one of those teams that when you think of ring of honor you think of the briscoes you know exactly um so yeah i wouldn't be surprised if there's an aspect of it being a, a tryout like when it comes to all the stuff around them, has there been anything? And again, I'm I'm asking this as a genuine question, not even devil's advocating here. Has there been anything in recent years to show that they haven't learned from you know ten years ago? Um, I don't know. Is the answer? I haven't like I haven't heard of anything. Again, and that's where I could be completely wrong. And if it is, then you know, cool. I don't want to see them in AEW. If that is the case, then you know they are still spouting shit like that. By all means, no, keep them the fuck away. There's no denying that they're an incredible tag team. Um, as I said, if it does look like this is just a thing of the past, I think they'd be a hell of an asset for them to get in. And I think if this is a trial run, I hope they knock it out of the park. I, I'm probably going to somehow watch this. I think it's on Disney Plus. Uh, cool. I will Disney Plus it. Um, because again, the like the, this is a match I've been looking forward to seeing for a very long time. So, 
Yeah, again, I, I hope it goes well. I've been honest, I hope all whatever the Ring of Honor does next, I hope goes well. Um, so it's a good brand, with a good legacy to it. So, yeah, like that's the other thing because Tony said he's been, or he's going to be booking or involved in the booking or creative of the show. What are they going to do with Ring of Honor to make it different or stand out from AEW, or is it going to be AEW light? Like, what would you do if you were Tony? You know, without without going into too much detail, what would be the creative direction? You know, you'd think about Ooh. going with it. <sighs> Go young, technical. Use it as a feeder system. Um. Obviously, you can still use your your dark and all that uh, dark and dark elevation to build up people's win loss records and stuff. Hundred percent get that. Yeah, use this as a feeder system so that when people hit your TV, you're not seeing sloppy stuff. Um, tie it to a wrestling school, a proper wrestling school, not the Nightmare Factory. Um, you do know, you, what, what, do what, you use what, it as a feeder school? More. Oh, I would, yeah, yeah. Like I, I'd, I'd be getting, I'd be getting it. I'm going to throw him out as an example because he's one of the ones who always pops up when people are talking about trainers at the moment. But if you look at what, say, Booker T's school is after turning out some pretty quality guys and girls over the last couple of years. So, you know, be working with the likes of his school. Uh, obviously, I think the Dudleys had one for a while as well. You know, be, be, be looking at different schools and trying to be doing partnerships with them to be able to get guys in and out, guys and girls in and out, cycle people in, use it as a... Again, be bringing in your, you know, feeding people in, giving people tryouts there, getting them into your system early. Um, Would you, you have it within the same multiverse, though? You no. know, the way that, say, FCW used to be a feeder for for WWE and, you know, OVW would be. Would you use it the same, you know, it's a training environment for younger talents coming through that will eventually go through to WWE? Yeah. So... Or would you have it that, you know, you'd have cross-talent? So, you know, some of the lower guys or some guys who are not involved in the main program in AEW would go down to Ring of Honor for a while and do something there. Or would you have, if you're on AEW, you're on AEW? Starting, not, starting off, I would have certain people on the lower end of the AEW card dropping. Only starting off, because that would be a case of filtering out the people that you think still need work. Get them down there so they can get to work. If your Ring of Honor stuff is running for a year or so, then no. At that point, it's once you're in Ring of Honor, you're in Ring of Honor. If you're in AW, you're not going back down. Um, And it's a case of once you come up, a certain amount is expected of you. And Um, that's it. Now, if if they're building any big cards... Like, well, obviously, what we're seeing with NXT at the moment, you know, with Ziggler going down or whatever. Sure, if they want to kind of build up something big, if they have any big shows that are run in an arena that they think, shit, we could probably do it a bit more star power. Maybe one big star goes down to put over someone who's seen as the next guy. Because that's always been the way. OVW often done that, where they'd have people coming down to work with the likes of Lesnar's and Benjamin Cena and all them back in the, the glory days of OVW. You'd often have one big guy or two big or a big team going down and working, because again, it's also a nearly like a in a weird way gatekeeping. But it's a, again, it's someone that you know you can trust to go out and have a good match with almost anyone. Mm-hmm. 
and they're there to kind of be able to report back and say this guy is ready or this guy is not. Would you have the likes of, you know, because there's a lot of alums that have come through the Ring of Honor, you know, school over the last couple of decades. CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Samoa Joe potentially as well. Would you have those guys being kind of like head coaches or scouts or agents for Ring of Honor while working for AEW? If any of them have any interest in getting into like producing and shit long term, it'd be a good place to get them started. Is that the reason you know, I mentioned on a those smaller scale? So, in particular, is that you know they've openly you know talked about their love of Ring of Honor and their time in Ring of Honor. I think those three people in particular would want to give back. You know, now that Tony has you know saved professional wrestling, you know, sure he has is. saved the company. You know, maybe now is the time that they would see it as an opportunity in the twilight of their careers to kind of, if you're going down the, the route of it being a feeder school and taking on younger talent, then maybe they will go down there and work with younger talent and have it as a more technical based school than the likes of uh, NXT or NXT 2.0, which is more, seems to be gone down a more uh, personality based route than wrestling based route, which, you know, it's fine. It's, that's their thing. It, they're going back to their own roots of WWF back in the, the early 90s, where yeah. it was mainly gimmick based wrestling, which is entertaining for a lot of uh, reasons. But I think that would be cool to see. Yeah. And, you know, you, you kind of bring Ring of Honor back to its roots as well, where you have the fact that it's, you know, it's grounded in pure technical wrestling that would be class to see yeah no 100% um, yeah it is there's a lot of ways they could go with it but yeah I think that I think that whole way of it being a, a, a part of the system but not part of the multiverse if you get me yeah and especially uh, now the, that they're kind of rebooting or starting from scratch give it five years and they could have developed their own independent roster that yeah. they may be worthy of you know, if if AEW do end up on HBO Max, which is the the rumored destination for its streaming service, then maybe Ring of Honor goes there as well as a as a weekly network show, which you know akin to what NXT did back in the day and was yep. highly successful for them. Maybe that's where they they bring that and yep. see how and it goes and let it be its own environment. But also, don't make some of the mistakes around NXT as far as don't reach too much. Yes, know your limits. Um, know your limits. Stick within it, because it doesn't put the it doesn't put the people there under the pressure. Yeah, because these people don't need to be under pressure. No, the fact that it's a developmental no. school means it's developmental Keep it that way. Yeah, they're not exactly. You know, they're like like you see with NXT two point right now. There are a few people on that show that should not be on national television. Oh God, yeah. And that's not a slight on them. It's just the fact that they're not ready yet. They're, they're not, not there supposed yet. to be ready yet. No, and to be fair, we, we've said that about people from both sides of the divide, though, as well. We've said it about people on AW, we've said it about people yeah. on main roster, we've said it about people in NXT. We've been consistent on this throughout. Hmm. These are people that we think, yes, you could be ready someday and you could be a fucking star, but you're not yet. Exactly, exactly. And that's where something like this, I think, could be, I, I think this could be, a, if they do it right, I think this could be a game changer for, for AW long term. So. It could be, and you know, there's a whole host of opportunities with it. Yeah. Um, the worst thing that TK could do is take on too much for himself. Yes. Which everyone has a, a genuine worry for. Uh, you know, even before AEW started, before even it became a notion in the Jacksons and Cody's and Kenny's head, 
He was already a very busy businessman. Yeah. You know, he needs to step back from a few things and start trusting people a little bit more. You know, fair enough, he might have been burned in AEW originally when he possibly allowed too much creative freedom to certain people who we might be talking about in a few minutes. But he needs to have, he needs to surround himself with a group of people that he can trust that aren't yes men, that will bring creative ideas and also take creative ideas from Tony and run with them for him. Yeah. You know, just because you're a number two or a part of the group doesn't mean you have to be responsible for every creative idea that comes through. But you need to be able to execute creative ideas on behalf of Tony. Yep. And be responsible enough to make it work. And if not, be responsible enough to change it up to make it work. And that's what what the shout is, Christopher Daniels. Yeah. Great shout, dude. Fucking, I can't believe I I I hadn't fucking thought of him. Genius shout. Um, Like, he's doing a lot of work behind the scenes now in... Was it talent relations he's working in? Yeah, he's working with talent relations, but again, he's also helped out with, I think, with some of the book. And I think he was even doing some producing and stuff when he was in Impact uh, during his last Impact run. So, yeah. and now he's had he's a broker a deal between AEW and DDT in Japan as well. Yeah, so he's a great person that could, you know, be <laughs> essentially the, the the Triple H of Ring of Honor, so to speak. Um, you know, could he be the one that you give that to and tell him to run with it? Mm. Possibly. Um, uh, but someone who a lot of goodwill there anyway. So, but someone who is not going to be helping Tony Khan in the foreseeable future because me, way, uh, because allegedly, according to multiple sources, Cody Rhodes has signed his contract with WWE. Ooh. and he is expected to debut on the Sunday of WrestleMania in a match with Seth freaking Rollins. Seth Rollins is not Mania because he doesn't have a path to WrestleMania. It's turning, I know. Into, it's turning into a nightmare for him. And if you remember back in the day, Gordo, we didn't have the internet to tell us something was happening. When Jericho arrived on Monday Night Raw, nobody knew he was going to be there. Nobody in the crowd had signs for Y2J. No, no one no, knew that he was going to be there. Not a single soul. Nobody had a fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, dear God. I had a good laugh at the internet about this one. Why can't internet. you just you know, not break these things so people can enjoy the surprise? It's like, well, you don't have to be here. You don't have to seek out these this bit of news. Oh God, you want I can't to be surprised. I, I can't believe can. I just got that. I can't believe I just got that spoiled for me behind the paywall. <laughs> Sorry, what? Ah, <laughs> uh, look, you live in 2022, lads. It's it. You, you're on Twitter. If you don't want spoilers, you should not be on Twitter. Yeah, you can literally get everything spoiled for you on there. Like it's. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Cody is um he's done, he's he's signed the deal, he's done the thing. But the news that came out today is that there are people high up within WWE that are advocating to Vince directly that Cody should be brought in as is. Nightmare family icon, neck tattoo, fireworks, all the adrenaline in his soul. All the adrenaline in his soul, something something Cody Rhodes. Oh boy. Ring gear theme song. He should look, sound, touch, taste, feel exactly now as if he did when he left AEW. Why would you oh not do that? Oh boy. Because he got Why a would you not pal. Now the only him. the only thing that I would change, and it's not because I want it, but because I can see the old man 
VKM wanting it, they're going to drop the first line of his theme song, where they say there is more than one. Yes, royal wrestling, family. wrestling only has one lo- royal family. That line is going to be dropped quicker than certain things I'm not going to say on air. It's going to be dropped quicker than that lineman who got caught at 30 minutes after signing his deal earlier this week. <laughs> yeah, can't remember his name. Th- there was literally other than that. Th- yeah, he's. I would have it the exact same note. Don't get me wrong. If if he debuts Brandyless, I would also be okay with that. Um, yes. Although if she is there, you know she's not going to have the creative freedom to do anything. So that would be okay. But uh, I don't see her being involved. Um, no, oh, do, I fucking hope not. Do you think that uh, he will appear before the Sunday Mania? Do you think he'll be on the Go Home Show this week on Raw? If they're, if they're wanting to make sure they fucking get the buy rate up, yes. You not think that the, the, the tease and the, the potential for a surprise might you I know, think be that, of I, incentive enough? I think there's at least a tease. Whether or not we actually see the man, I'm not sure. We've been teasing me. for weeks, Gordo. No, but I mean, I mean, insofar as like a... Like a, not, not used like, yeah, not really used like the Jericho fucking clips would say in the build up to his return, the time where it was the save us fucking clips and whatever. Mm. Um, you know, there'd be some sort of a small little video vignette or whatever plays at some point, or like during the Rollins segment, something will happen to kind of trigger something. Uh, but whether or not we actually see the man himself show up on Raw, I. I don't think so. I, I, I'm actually leaning, I'm leaning more towards we don't see him, but we see something, if you know what I mean. The way I would book it, right? And this is purely one man's opinion. So right the swimming pool. It, right the swimming pool. I'm sitting back. I got a fucking mojito in my hand. Tell me tales. Right. The, this, the, the scene is set. We already know that on Monday night, both Brock and Roman are scheduled to be on Monday Night Raw. Yes. How I would book it is Seth is still relentlessly trying to get himself involved at WrestleMania. He's lost out to Kevin Owens for the Steve Austin show. He's lost out to AJ Styles to have the match with Edge. His final chance in his mind to get on to the WrestleMania card is to somehow weasel himself into the title versus title Brock versus Roman match. Come on, guys. Remember how much fun we had at WrestleMania 31 in San Francisco? Let's do it again. Let's roll it back, boys. Yeah, let's do it again. Uh, and obviously, you know, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And, you know, the, the two boys take turns in, you know, spearing him and F5ing him into an oblivion. And, then, and everyone has a great laugh at Seth Rollins and he goes demented and leaves the show. But I like that tease of, you know, it's another like I've liked what Seth Rollins has been doing for the last few weeks, and I never thought I'd say that. It's dirty saying I'm it, not it? A Seth, I'm not a Seth Rollins fan. I see. Yeah. I I'm a Rollins guy, but even I'm like, yeah, this is this is some of the best stuff he's done. I haven't enjoyed his work since he was the heel authority champion, way back when. No, I've I always always had a soft spot for Rollins. Um, Monday Night Messiah get in the bin oh wow fucking eye for an eye match get in the bin oh my 
There was so much bad about him in the last. I know, I know, I know. Some of the, the that stuff was terrible. It was, it was so bad. And I know the boys over in the soup. Who uh, I know, Joe has been spouting this for a long time. He needed to take a break. He needed to go away for a while, if for no other reason, just to let the people enjoy the show without him. But he's won me over. You know, the last couple of weeks, this desperate act to get on the, the card has been enjoyable. You know, him being the the guy who can't get what he wants has been fun because that's what you're supposed to, you're supposed to enjoy heels not getting their way. And then, you know, it's akin to to how Cena wanted the match with Taker at uh, Mania 34. You know, Cena just wanted Taker. Nothing else would do. If he didn't get Taker, he didn't want anything. He didn't give a shit. Yeah. So he was going as a fan. It's a similar story to that and I'm okay with it because it's different because it's not a fascination with one person. Seth Rollins, obviously, you know, you might have a couple of segments on the Saturday of Mania, you know, I see him backstage politicking for a match or doing something. Nothing comes from it. Then on the Sunday, you know, starts, does it again, a backstage segment with, you know, Sonya or uh, Adam Pearce. And then, you know, halfway through the night or, you know, two thirds of the way through the show, he finally just has enough, comes down to the ring and calls out anyone. The show is not going on until... I'm hijacking WrestleMania, blah, blah, blah. All the bells and whistles. He's in his ring gear and he's not leaving until he has a match. He doesn't care about all the smoke and mirrors. You can have, you know, he's had his dream that's turned into a nightmare. All the buzzwords, all the, the calamities of it. And then finally, adrenaline is in his soul. Something, something, Cody Rhodes. Adrenaline in his soul, Cody is now off the doll. Um... Bucket yeah, I think I think I think no, I think the hijack I think the hijack one works. Um I think the hij- like the hijack of mania works if they don't do something to officially set it up. Um only other alternative be- only other alternative is they literally just turn around on Raw and this is why where, where I think they're gonna go with it. They're just gonna turn around on Raw and he's gonna kick up such a fuss that Pierce is gonna come out and say, Okay, you can issue an open challenge at Mania and that's all they do. Ah. Oh. Even that is a bit... So yeah. anticlimactic. It's so anticlimactic. But because it's them, it's 100% what I'm expecting to happen. They've, they've done Steve, so well. Don't, don't put that out into ether, Gordo. Okay, I'll, I'll tell Steve to either edit this or he will not post it until after <laughs> next week. So we're going to post-date this show. Um, but yeah, I they've, they've done so well with this, I think, up until now. Could you imagine? I'm worried going they're going to drop. I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried they're about to cross the goal line and they're going to Deshaun Watson it and fucking drop it as they're crossing the crossing the fucking plane. Oh, well, he doesn't. You remember that play all too well. Um, oh wow! No, no, Deshaun uh, Deshaun Jackson, not Deshaun Watson. <laughs> um, so, remember, was it 2000? And I want to say 16, maybe 17. There was a a raw tag team title match set for WrestleMania 33 in Orlando. The, it was a triple threat between the bar, um, uh, Cass and Enzo, and do, 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 I can't remember who the third team were at the time, but triple threat match set for the titles. And imagine the week before that, someone on Raw announces, "Oh, there's going to be a fourth team involved, but we're not going to tell you who it is. It's going to be a surprise on the night." Anybody. Like that would have taken away from that moment where would have been anybody that pop that the Hardys got that night at <laughs> WrestleMania 33 was legitimately one of the loudest in the world. Gallows and Anderson, thank you, Antox. 
like that pop it still would have been a pop but it wouldn't have had the sheer surprise factor and the oh holy fuck it's actually happening moment on a different level uh, it, it takes it to a different level if they announced a week in advance that oh there's going to be a mystery team in this match it would have been out there already they wouldn't have gone to the efforts that they did to hide it you know one of the dirt sheets would have had it you know it it just would have been ruined so you know this is one of those scenarios where yeah we know what's happening but we don't know what's happening yeah and we don't we, want we, to we know, know we know what's, we know what's happening but you know we're, we're, we know what's happening but we're going to play along yeah it, it's like you know when you're a kid and you know kids if you're listening to this you, you might want to block your ears for the next few minutes do you know when you're a kid and you know Santa Claus, right? Oh, don't, 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 don't say it, Jesus. And you know when you have your doubts about it, right? But you, you play yeah. along. And you make sure that you enjoy it because you might have a younger brother or sister, a younger cousin. You don't want them to be upset or anything. So you go do along with it. Do not, not, wink, wink, click. Exactly. It's like that. Let everyone have their fun. Let everyone enjoy it. Yeah. But Gordo. Assuming it all goes down like that, book the next two months of Hardy, or next few months of Cody. What would you do with him? How would you position him on the card? Right. So, what I'd do is, I'd put him in a morph suit covered in polka dots. Okay, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Uh, What would you call him? Star Dusty. Wop wop. Um, no, look. If, if he comes back, if he comes back in, it has to be coming in at a top level. Um, obviously, he's going to Raw. The titles are being unified, but there's a story out there that both networks want her to be separate world champions. So that means that Raw is going to need to. I'm assuming we're going to have like SmackDown World Champion and Raw World Champion. Um, I'm assuming no. that's. I'm assuming that. I'm assuming that's why they're going with it. Um, so by so that, do you think they're getting by that rid logic, of titles? I think they're literally just going back to the red, the blue titles for men. For, I think the black tit- I think the black strap is gone. I think we're going to get a red strap on Raw and a blue one on SmackDown. A red strap on. Red strap on. Uh, that to go. that. Either that or they go black and uh, blue, uh, black for both, but with either red or blue as the kind of back part of the faceplate. Um, but yeah, since you're on SmackDown, they're going to have their own red and blue titles in some capacity. Oh, so, but I like whoever wins the Roman Brock match is going to be the SmackDown champ. Raw needs a new champ. So, I'd run a tournament. A long, a long term tournament, and I wouldn't even have it be a one month thing. I'd nearly drag it out over the fucking two, three months. I have been near, I have nearly everyone involved in the fucking thing. And, and would you have Cody win it? I'd have him at least get to the final. Oh, I think, the, I think, I think I'd have him at least thing, get to the final. The interesting thing with Cody, right, is we know he's going to get a very loud reaction. At Mania, because you know the international crowd, it's bizarro world, Michael. They cheer bizarro the guys world. they normally boo, they boo the guys they normally cheer. Fucking when the that. dust settles and the, the raw after Mania ends, and you go back to normal shows with the normal local crowds, what sort of WWE reaction is Cody going to get? Ooh, 
I don't know. Now, I know obviously it'll depend on who he's booked with, what he's, you know, saying, what sort of promo work he's going to do. He's shot a lot on the WWE product, either directly or indirectly in the last five years. He's, he's going to have to rebuild a throne. Literally, I think. Brick by brick. Because, you know, in my soul, now I shall rebuild a throne. <laughs> he has been the face of the enemy. You know, if you're a WWE stan. No, face of the revolution. <laughs> no, he never won that, Gordo. He never won it. But, you know, there's an awful lot of WWE stands out there. You know, you know, let's just use an example of a normal person. You know, say, Gareth from Wales. You know, say, you know, how is Gareth going to react to... To the enemy, Cody, signing for WWE. It's going to be fuming. It's going to be, it's going to be sheer rage, Fitz. It's, oh, it's going to be outrage, appalled. It's going to never watch the, pro, the product again. Why would, why would that bastard traitor man show up? But like, will it have, like, go oh, away have shit on No. Or will it have, okay, we like you as part of the show, but we're just going to boo you. You know, MSK heat. Uh, actually, MSK Heat is the fucking ultimate way of, of putting it. We're glad he's part of the show, but we're just not going to like you. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I, 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 was the whole thing about how he was nearly against turning heel in AEW, and he's going to have to turn heel in WWE at some point. For being blatantly honest, comes, I think he might come in as a heel uh, because it, it's going to be easier for him to get heel heat initially mm. and try come in and make sure that he gets the face reaction. Yeah, and I suppose at the same time, Rollins has been getting, you know, people are getting behind the music and kind of getting behind the character a bit. So I wouldn't be surprised. Well, that's the thing. Like like I said, Mania crowd, they're probably going to cheer both of those guys. But it's when the dust settles and how do people kind of view it and what do. If he does, if there is, if it goes down the road of, you know, there being a, uh, a contenders tournament on Raw then he could easily go face or heel through a tournament because yeah. you know they well, I, I give them far too much credit here but you they do. could book a tournament you know you know the challenges that he has the matches that he has the co- the competitors that he has to face book it in a way that makes sure that he gets the reaction that they want Dear God, I now that I've said that out loud, I realise how dumb I sound for a thing that's you, capable of doing you something sound like that. A, you sound like such an idiot. It's not happening. I know. Such a nerd. <laughs> you fucking nerd. Um, so yeah, look, when do you reckon he goes to catering and uh, gets depressed? Uh, the over-under, is it like three months? Raw after Mania? Yowie, wowie. Shows up, wrestles his match and he's never seen again. Um... Did he manage to get himself some sort of a no-cut clause? No, not a chance. They don't exist. Mm. I don't know. Maybe not necessarily no-cut, but high percentage payoff in case of cut. I would not be surprised. They all have got downside guarantees. Yeah. That's that's what they work for. There's no way, absolutely no way, that anyone agreed to give him a contract to say that he can't be cut. I don't think that they'd do that for anyone. Yeah, well, they have cut a lot of them. Yeah, but why would they? Why would they offer that to someone? You know, the rumor is that you know for, for, the, for the allure, yeah, but for the allure of getting an EVP away from the first company to be seen as competition in twenty years. 
see, that's the thing, right? And it's something we've kind of talked about but haven't really gone into too much details as to why Cody would choose WWE over AEW. The story is that the, the monetary aspect of the contract is on par with what AEW were offering him. So financially, he's not benefiting more than he would have in AEW. Creatively, I don't think he's going to get much more control than he did in AEW, probably less um, over his character, over what he can do, and over aspects of the business that he can't control right now. I think the main reason Cody's going back to WWE now is he sees it as an ideal opportunity with the lack of big names in the company to fulfill kind of um, a chip on the shoulder that he's had for a couple of years now that he was underutilized, that they never saw the star power that he believed he had, and that he wants to show them that he is the guy that he could have been all those years. I think there's a bit of that, but at the same time, could there be a bit of him backing himself into a corner? Could there be a bit of a legacy thing here where he talked himself in, he talked himself into not being able to win a world title and if you're looking at wanting to like if he's mad about keeping his family name and family legacy going he needs he needs to be able to you know he think he might feel that he needs to have a world title to his name I don't know I, I we all said it at the time that the whole not challenging for a world title stipulation was a load of bollocks like, oh yeah yeah but See, that's, I think that's indicative of some of the problems that Cody had in AEW when he was allowed to book his own creative. And we're obviously putting in a huge allegedly with this because we don't know the facts of it all, but we're kind of looking from the outside in and putting two and two together. We might be getting four, we might be getting 29. But it looks as though that he had a lot of input over what he did in, in his creative roles and his the, the feuds and the booking that he had. There was no reason to do that. Or there was no reason to have, no. That, have that stipulation there. They could have done a multitude of different reasons. Um, but obviously then you had the, the match and the promo with Anthony Agogo, which was arguably the worst thing that AEW has done. Until this week. Go on. Well, no. I, I, I'd say I'd even put it above that. because well, you No, know, it, was, it, was wor- it was worse. It was. In the profile of what it was, the people that were involved, what it could have been, what it was... And the, the the smell still stinks from it, you know. Yeah. Um, the 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 fact that he allowed you know the nightmare collective happen, you know the the few other things that Brandy was involved with that probably wouldn't have happened if she was given creative restrictions from the company. Yeah, yeah um, true. And that might sound harsh, um, but I think it's fair because they fell flat. A lot of the time. Very much so. Uh, I, I, it's possible that he needed a break from AEW himself for those reasons. That he felt he possibly did an, as much as he could because he burnt himself out creatively. And maybe the break will give him a chance to go away, fulfill his unfulfilled ambitions within WWE, come back to AEW within three or four years and then challenge for the title. Possibly, yeah. You could, could see that happen. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's again. It's another one of the ones where there's a lot up in the air. We don't quite know. I mean, I, you know, what? I'm gonna see, I'm gonna use an old cliche one that we love throwing out. I'm gonna see how it plays out. I'm interested to see how it plays out. Like, I, I like Cody. Lovely I, I guy. Just, time we met him, really nice guy. 
a lot of time for him. I think there's a lot to, lot to like about Cody the person. Yeah. He's definitely made some questionable decisions in his life and, and creatively. There's the married to one of them. Way, but I'm... No, 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 I'm joking. I'm joking. Again, I want to like Brandy, but she does and says things that really kind of makes it difficult to like. It makes it very easy to hate her. Yes. Um, again, I want to like her. I've watched a lot of her YouTube show where she's interviewing people and she comes across quite well in those. Um, but... I think he needs, I don't know, he's, he, it just feels to me he's got a huge chip on his shoulder about how he was let go and the abomination that was Stardust, that he yeah. really just wants to put that to bed. But I'm just... Stardust was not There's good. always the worry with WWE that, you know, they're going to have the quick initial return pop and then within two months he's chasing around for the 24-7 title. Oh yeah, because the like, their word is worth fucking nothing. Like that, that, their word is not worth anything. So, like, how much trust can he have in him? In what they've said to him, not much, lad. Um, they could very easily hang him out to dry on everything that they've said they were going to do for him. It could all be bullshit. Like, you know. Uh, yeah, look, I hope it goes well for him. As you said, he's he's someone we've talked about many times. We like him, the person. We want him to do well. There's potential for this to go really well for him and them. But does stick a flag also in it, Gordo. Does Gordo? Does does Gordo? Uh, does Cody win a world title in WWE? Do I win a world title in WWE? Do I? Could I win a world title? I'd love to. Um, <laughs> yes. You think that they'll actually do it? Yes. Bearing in mind how very few people have won a world title, you know, gender excluded. Um, I will say one to watch for next year's Rumble. Bold strategy. Like, I think it would show a lot of maturity on the part of WWE if Cody did get a, a mammoth push and have him as a top guy. But I really do feel this is just a punishment hire. Wait. I, I I know Vince and Triple H do what's best for business, and I know they they will do business with anyone that they can make money with. I get all of that, but there, I think there's an awful lot of water under the bridge here with you know Cody bursting the throne, the golden shovel, the constant pops and the the jeers. Like, how do you take everything that Cody has done in AEW, all that he said, yeah. How do you take that and then realistically have him as the top guy on that company then? I think, I, I, because I think the way they handle him is a beacon to anyone else they might try and sign, which is why I think they're going to do right by him. Because if they do right by him here, then when it comes to them looking for I'll, I'll throw his name out there because let's be honest he's the one that Vince is probably creaming himself if he sees him Wardlow say if Wardlow's gig is up in a year and a half two years I, don't, I can't remember how long his contract is and WWE goes snooping around him can you imagine if they treat Cody like shit mm -hmm. after you know being out there now that you know he's been treat, promised the world and the moon and the stars like, 
this is this is a chance for them to be able to show. Yes, we will treat you know if you if you jump, we will treat you right. Now, might they treat these people right? They might not. They might treat them like shit. But they're not going to know that until they're in the door. Mm. The first one, be the first one to jump. I think they'll do right by him. Is how I'm looking at it. Uh, so yeah, I I think they'll do right by him. But as you've kind of hinted at and said there, with WWE, there's always the worry. We'll have to, which is why I joked earlier about seeing how it plays out. Unfortunately, this is one of the ones we will have to. But I think, I think, I think they'll do right. I think it's interesting. I think definitely it's going to be you one to watch out and see how it plays out. Oh hell yeah! Fortunately, Cordo, I think you're right. And uh, I think Steve is going to love this podcast because we are an hour and a half in and we haven't even talked about this week yet. The actual <laughs> matches. Um, he's going to fucking hate us. Let's get into to the weekly stuff. So, um, Dynamite happened this week, and it was the Bret Hart Memorial match between CM Punk and Dax Harwood. Oh. Oh. <laughs> in a match over who loves Bret Hart the most. Oh, we all do. Good Lord. Great match. And just remember, Gordo, Bret is always right. Bret is always right. Um, Bret is always right. I loved this match. No, no, not Memorial, <laughs> but let's be honest. He's wrestling. Bit, <laughs> yeah. Thanks to Goldberg, you may like... This was a memorial to his wrestling ability. <laughs> yeah. Um, Poor lad. Yeah. What a great match. A lot of fun. Um, the little things, just the small things they done throughout, I thought were amazing. Simple things like Punk trying to pick the leg and Dax slapping, slapping him away and kind of little, the little kind of nod of, you know, oh, one up on you kind of thing. And mm-hmm. old just school the stuff of wrestling. Listening to the referee, just mm-hmm. saying. They listened to the ref when the ref was calling for breaks. You know, there was a little bit of a hold for a second to make sure it was going to be a clean break, and then they broke. It was this is this is the sort of wrestling I'm here for. Um, it goes back to something you often say about AEW being a variety show. This is the variety Gordo enjoys. One hundred percent. I'm glad you 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 said what you've just said because I was about to bring it into it anyway. I watched the first half of the show live because. Thank God for daylight savings in America happening. Oh, early wrestling is ago. the best wrestling. Dynamite kicked off at midnight for us this week. Hell yes, more of that, please. Sadly, it's the last week of it. Yeah, it's sad. They go from a technical masterclass between CM Punk and Dax Harwood, which CM Punk won by uh, submission, into an insane eight-man tag, eight-man tornado tag um, between Sting and Darby Allen and the Hardys versus Private Party, The Butcher and the Blade, Nothing which was alive. hella fun. It was fun, but it dragged me out of the mood I was in. <laughs> but that's why I enjoyed it, Gordo. And I, it was polar opposite, right? It, it was. It was. And it, that's why it's re- it's one of those ones where, you know, the, the opening match, your brain is engaged. It's switched on. You're watching all the nuances. You're watching everything that they're doing. Like you said, slapping the leg away, listening to the referee, the mannerisms, you know, the technical aspects of what they're doing. Switch the brain off. And just sit back and watch Jeff Hardy do mad things. Watch 63-year-old Sting do a crossbody off the top. Darby thrown down the stairs. Dar- like, pure <laughs> mental. And then you go from that into pure violence with Danielson and Moxley, you know, pummeling the varsity blondes. Three completely different matches to open the show. 
Where Julia Hart was watching a fucking murder at ringside, so she was. Oh, she wasn't watching it. She was sitting on the steps. Oh, she was sitting out. on the steps, that's true, yeah. They were doing the whole thing with her whole... being changed since she got yeah. um, Malachi Black loading her eye. Yeah, I was going to say, I was about to say uh, fucking Alistair Black gave her a facial. I was like, no, no, Malachi Black, different Black. Yes. Um, so Sean? Yes, he did miss Sean, it Sean, welcome, sir. Um, well, we're only just getting into the weekly wrestling now, an hour and a half in, so the old <laughs> man is going to kill us. Uh, he asked for this to be around about an hour long, so... Don't worry, <laughs> another two hours left. It's Enjoy, fine. Steve. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was... He's not going to listen back to this. He's not listening back to any of this. And we can it say whatever the fuck we want. He'll spot check uh, it like he did that time where he cut out the rugby stuff. Uh, so you Danielson and Moxie, then you had the post-match promo with uh, Moxley giving like props cool comeback club like how can you not you know get salivating in the mouth at the prospect of Danielson and Moxley as a vindictive vicious brutal tag team under the tutelage of William Regal yep yep it's again they're gonna batter fuckers and I'm here for it They'll add people to it. They'll, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll obviously be clever enough to use it to get other guys over. Will Wheeler you to be one of them? Who knows? Exactly. And what I like is that they're teasing adding people to it. Yeah. And obviously, why I'm intrigued by that is the fact that there is a rumored trios titles coming soon. Yay. But with that, you know, we've always said that the, you know, tag title feud um, Division is swamped at the minute, and there's guys like um, Santana and Ortiz who haven't got their chance to run with it yet. That upsets me. <laughs> yes, and I would agree with that. They're long overdue a run with the titles, or at least within the title feud. Yeah, bringing in a trios title, you know, will help you know divide up that a little bit more and give purpose to a, a lot of people who aren't on television frequently. So, very much looking forward to that and. You know, they've teased Wheeler Yuta. Wheeler Yuta's had the backstage segment with the best friends this week as well, where he's kind of teased to divide their... Well, they've done that for a long time, to be fair. Wheeler Yuta and uh, Trent Beretta have never got on. Yeah, they've always and, had that weird, yeah. And that's that's been some long-term storytelling, probably incidentally, but I like it nonetheless. Enough. Um, true. And then you had another trio's potential tease as well, because you had Adam Cole and Red Dragon. Uh backing him up when he defeated Scorpio Sky. That right? No, he defeated uh, Jay Lethal. Lethal. Lethal, yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's not right. Why the fuck? That's a bad Gordo. That's a bad Gordo. Putting it on notes. I took it from the fucking site that Steve uses. Not my fault. Ah, so uh, Scorpio Sky and Jay Lethal, same person. Practically the same guy. Yeah, Um, yeah. They, they just look alike, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, all, they all yeah, look they alike, don't they? Website that does all these reporting things. I'm pretty sure it wasn't the fucking promo with American Top Team directly after this match, so that's probably why. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't just that's the racial uh, undertones of the no. author of that website. No. No, no. But yeah, this was a good match as well. Kind of different, probably more modern day wrestling because, you know, you had Adam Cole doing stuff and... Tell me, and help me understand, why is Jay Lethal's finisher the way it is? You know, the handstand cutter? It's just been the way it was. It was always just, you know, his own twist on it, his own flourish, shed lethal injection. It's it makes just no going to he... No, but it looks fancy. Like, what does the handstand add to the move? It's a cutter. 
It looks fancy. No. Stupid. Stop it. I know, but that's that, that's literally what it's there for. It's one of those things in wrestling that I absolutely fucking despise. Is it's like the setup for the you know the big dive outside, or if someone's doing a big splash and there's like people congregated outside and they all have to get into position to wait for him to do the jump. Fucking hate it. Yeah, this is similar to it. Or is I you're you're, it's an obnoxious, you know, pretense to a move that looks so phony and fake. Irish whip being an example. Like, why is that a thing? Fair enough if if there's contact to force you to move. But someone, you know, throwing you into the ropes. It's like, just, just, just stop running. Grab onto Why don't you stop. just stop running? Yep. Your momentum, your momentum will just bring you into the ropes if you grab onto it quick enough. Uh, yes, deliverance was it is just the whip. That's <laughs> uh, the whip, boys. The whip. The whip. Um, the whip. But thankfully, that's where I stopped watching the live wrestling because... Um, that second hour, it fucking, it plummeted, man. It, Off the it, 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 a cliff. It, it wasn't strong, and um, we have a nomination for the AWP concurrently running 24-7 title for worst moment of the year. Oh boy, Thunder Rosa and Vicky Guerrero yeah. had a storyline promo where Vicky calls Rosa an illegal Mexican immigrant. Yeah. Um, yeah, fake Texan uh, looking to get your green card. Um, like, yeah. The content of the, the, the content and the context of this promo were bad. You know, I think, you know, 2022, we've kind of outlived the whole you're foreign, you shouldn't be here, blah, blah, blah. It's a tired, outdated shtick, shouldn't be done anyway. The reason why I hated it really, really bad, and I do think it's a genuine contender and a worthy nominating nomination for this award, is because it was done so badly. Irrespective of what they were saying and the context that they were saying it in, the delivery of this promo and the delivery of this the muzzle was fucking terrible. Yeah. Bad content, bad delivery. Um, Rosa's chased the title for nearly a year and finally wins it. And in her first night, this is what they run, they roll out for her. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of variables to this that I absolutely fucking despised. <laughs> I'm going to be blatantly honest. Um, I tuned out right. for a lot of the rest of the show after this. I was that pissed off at this. The as much as Anthony was over the fact that they just couldn't give her her moment, that pissed me yeah. off more than almost anything. Yeah. And like having Rosa defeat Nyla Rose as her first contender, no problem with that at all. It makes sense, you know. Nyla's a, a genuine challenger for any title. You know, she's big, strong. If you're going to beat her, you you'll have earned the win, so to speak. Rosa, I've always had a slight doubt about. Just because even though she's one of the best technical wrestlers in the company, head and shoulders above the vast majority of the women on that roster, there's always been an element of doubt about her character and her persona and her deliverability. And by God, this promo with Vicky really reinforced that and really highlighted that as well. Because even though Vicky gets that 
once a year, or at least it should be a once a year pop of the Excuse Me promo. She needs to be off television for a very long time. Yeah. And again, someone who seems like a lovely person. So this is not an attack on the person. But you're not good. You're yeah. not good for the product. Um, well, what? That's, that's the question. Like, What does she bring? What does she add to the product? And, you oh, know, Nyla no. Rose is well able to speak. Nyla Rose has got that's a fantastic it. Twitter presence. Anytime Nyla has actually been able to just talk, Nyla's delivered good promos. I don't understand what this is beyond getting Vicky Guerrero on TV. Which, like, if anything, Vicky should be with a younger person or someone who's not ripe on television, who needs help. Nyla is not that. Nyla's oh, Nyla's a beast. Nyla, She's let her be a beast. Yeah, you know, you could have had Rosa in the ring with Tony, having the whole "Oh, I've wanted this my whole life," babyface dream come true. You know, typical shtick that you do. Outdated, sure, but it's a nice moment that a babyface can have. And just have Nyla Rose come down, fake offer her a hand of, you know, sincerity and congratulations, and just lay her out. Yeah. And you get the same result. You still have Rosa and Nyla in a feud, Rosa babyface, Nyla heel, and you can still have Rosa go over. You don't even even need to have Nyla lay her out. You could have literally just done that, have her come out and saying, enjoy your moment because I'm fucking coming for that. And just point at the belt and stare her down. Impulse stupid. And she has her moment after chasing the title for a year. She gets to have her moment, but you also set up the new feud. Not everything needs to be, let's jump to the highest level of heat. She can fucking jump Rosa backstage next week. Give Rosa mm-hmm. this week. That's all it needed. It was. Yeah, that's another reason I didn't like it. It was just so unnecessary. Yeah, I didn't see I didn't see the need for it. Um, yeah, I, I, I really didn't. I thought it was poor. I thought it was very, very poor. Uh, that's why I kind of said we'd throw it up as a at least a discussion um, I think it'll be unfair I think it'll be unfair to crown a new champ this week when there's only the two of us so I might okay l- let's put a pin in it and save the vote until next week yeah because we also have another contender Gordo oh hit, hit my music WWE roster page has confirmed that Pete Dunne's new name is confirmed as Butch. Uh, it's his nickname, though. Mm, not according to the roster page. The promo that the boys cut said as, you know, when they introduced him is, you, you all know him as a different name, but we know him by his nickname, Butch. Mm. For me, I'm giving, I'm not, I am not necessarily say a free pass. I'm giving a time because they mentioned that it was a nickname. Mm. It's it's not worse than Walter just changing his name to Gunther. Have it someone being called by a nickname isn't as bad as someone who's been a certain name for X amount of time just completely changing and saying, No, I have a new first name now. I don't like Butch. I don't see the need to change it honest with you i don't think it's worse than walter to gunther but i think it's equally as bad it is bad it i, I will it, say it's if, bad but the reason behind it i don't think is as bad if you get me if walter to gunther is our reigning 24 7 champion 
then I think this needs to be a co-champion. Maybe. Now, this is, I'm going to go lay cool all over this. Oh, are we going because they're champs? so similar. So similar. Former WWE UK champions for an extended period of time. Both with an extended run in WWE NXT and NXT UK. Both had main roster appearances as their previous name. Both highly over with fans. Both now with stupid fucking yeah. terrible one word names. Yeah, as I, as I said, I'm, I'm not saying but anything that I've said a moment ago that I like it. Deliverance with the shout out there. Is this the inaugural 24-7 tag team champions? Are they essentially the um, the Reggie and Dana Brooke of our 24-7? You know, because Reggie pinned someone this week yeah, in a tag match, which meant that Dana kept her title or something. He did it for love, Gordo. He did it for love. Do you so not love did, love? Did Pete, did Pete Dunne change his name to Butch for love? Is that is that what this is about? No. no. Um, I don't know. I don't know what our rules are around this. I think people are going to have to check us out over on Twitch.tv for slash the AWP on Saturday night, and we can discuss it in more detail there when we have a third voice of the panel. Make sure to add that to the notes, Gordo, so we can discuss it next week when the boys are back. I will. I will. Um. Put a pin in that because we definitely need to have a conversation about it. Yeah. Um, to finish off Dynamite, then Layla Hirsch defeated Red Velvet. Velvet hit the moonsault without nearly killing herself. Actually, Gordo, one thing I do want to say is I watched Rampage last week and uh, it was the same match. Red Velvet defeated Layla Hirsch this time, but she hit the standing moonsault perfectly on Rampage. And Chris Jericho acknowledged that on commentary. She said, you know, Velvet has had trouble hitting this in the past, but she hit it perfect tonight. It's like, ah, lol, in on the joke. Um, so credit to Velvet. It's also spoken as someone who's had issues hitting his own moonsault-like maneuver in recent hey, years. Hey, hey, once. One moment, there's, and he undercooked to the run. Give me a chance. There's been a couple of sloppy, shoppy ones. Come on, there's been He's a couple. He runs a sloppy shop. There's been a couple where he's nearly fucking high boosted himself and landed on his skull. Are you saying that the young upstart, the young promising sports entertainer Chris Jericho, has had issues delivering moves lately? I'm just going to say he's found it much easier to hit it in the last couple of months since he has lost some of the beer gut. Ah, you're saying he's gone back to NXT. I'm saying that he was a bit lighter when he was in NXT. Ah, gotcha. Thanks, Dave. That young upstart, Chris Jericho and Daniel Garcia, bet Alex Reynolds and John Silver. That was fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. Good match. Um, as we were saying, yeah, before technical issues occurred, um, Silver and Reynolds just have a lot of offense that just kind of slides together seamlessly. Um, work very well. Two really good technical guys as well and yeah the sports entertainment stuff seems to be doing well but they need to lose Judas yeah they're they're building they're working that into the storyline as well to be fair yeah so they don't deserve Judas record. exactly and I can't remember their new names but uh, 2.0 very very funny style very, very uh, funny. was it Cool Angelo Hand something. Angelo and the uh, what, Matt Menard was it Magic Matt Menard or something like that 
Yeah, they're Daddy they're, Magic. They're, can you imagine thinking that those guys that weren't money and you couldn't use them on your television product? Uh, Lol. Again, not you know, solid wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Not nothing spectacular, but charisma machines to use an MJF phrase. Oh, uh, yeah. I forgot Gordo as well. While we we're talking about the the, the the terrible second hour of uh, of Dynamite, just leave him alone, Gordo. Oh. Take Conte and Sammy Guevara. Just leave them alone and let them enjoy their love. Earth, death to it. So, why are they doing this? Why are they persisting with this? You know, the way they're acting on television and on social media, they're acting like a bunch of bitches. Right? They are essentially a Love Island couple. Yes. But they think that they're face and they're yes. being booked as faces. And they're being and we're being told that they are faces. Yes, but they're but the worst. We all want to hate them. Yes. Why? There's a real disconnect between this. It, I, I don't get it. Um, I, I don't understand how they're still persistent with this. Uh, people were nearly liking Dan Lambert because of this. They were liking I, Dan Lambert beforehand because he was, you know, bitch slapping Brandy Rose on the mic. Brandy Rose? Brandy Rose. Brandy Rose. I asked the, the new NXT <laughs> champ, Brandy Rose. <laughs> Brandy Rose on the mic as well. You know, if you want to boo Dan Lambert, have him there, you know, verbally jousting with, you know, natural heels. Not people who we no. want to dislike. Yeah, like at the end of the day, Sammy, Sammy Guevara is someone who is he's very talented, but I've always said he has a punchable face. Mm-hmm. He's smarmy. He, w- he would work as a smarmy heel. Take Conti as someone who seems like she should be universally loved. And was until the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And I think they're losing a lot of goodwill. Goodwill and a lot of like good fan sentiment around them because they're going with this stuff. There was, you know, and maybe oh, this is a slow burn. Maybe they are turning them. Possibly, but it's it's getting it's getting Vicky Guerrero heat, dude. Yeah, I would agree. And but this tied in with the um, the Rosa Vicky promos. Yeah, these are all like early, close within the proximity. same like times. Exactly. This was two very bad segments. Yeah, and I feel bad saying that because there's a lot of women involved, and it feels like you could be shitting on women, but in reality. We're, we're, what we're saying is they're capable of much more if the creative was better for them. So we want to enjoy their product, but this is just bad regardless of their genders. I want to enjoy them. The leaps that Take Conti has taken since she moved over, like, what a miss from NXT. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and it's, it's rare that NXT misses. I, I've often yeah. said that. She is one of them. Um, not to spend too much time on it, but because Sammy's now freed from the inner circle and Tay is really only tied to Anna J. There is the potential to turn these two heel fairly easily. Yeah. Um, and I hope that that's where they end up going. I I hope so. At this stage, lean into it because I, I again, I, I've never been so close to, I don't mute people on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'm close to muting the fucking two of them because I can't be dealing with this shit. <laughs> um, 
like it, to be fair, at least it was funny that they backed it up with the picture. There was obviously the comment of, you know, Dan Lambert wearing the TNT title. Uh, oh, if only you'd seen what was it? If only you'd seen what we'd done with that title. Uh, always says at least uh, we can say that we live in your mouth as well, or something like that. And they put up the picture of the two of them in the bed with the title. Yeah. Fair play to Brad Maddox for taking the picture for them. Oh, like that—that that is just cringe beyond anything that's acceptable. Yeah, I like, don't get me wrong, two young, attractive people, but don't want to see that. No, nobody like, wants that, to see it. Like if the, if they were a kayfabe couple and that was part of the storyline, fine. But they're a real life couple. You know, yeah. keep, keep some things private for yourselves, guys. Because if you, if you do last, if you do, you know, end up getting married, lasting the test of time, don't want to have your early relationship like that thrown across the internet or on TV. You know, keep some things private for yourselves, if nothing else. Yep, but they do not seem to be doing that. Um, Let's do a brief run of NXT. Gordy, you watched it this week. What did you like, dislike? Um, Again, usual thing, kind of, don't be selling the show short, but Start to finish, really solid show. Some very good match quality throughout. Um, Breaker and Root had a very good match. Shocker. Yeah. Um, Creed Brothers against Grizzled Young Veterans was also very good. Again, shocker. Uh, Waller and A-Kid was pretty solid. Wouldn't mind another five minutes on that, to be honest. Leave people to see what A-Kid can do. Um, suppose the big things to come out of it, may as well keep it short and sweet, Uh Tony D'Angelo beat Loomis, so it's kind of building him a bit for his match with Champa at Stand and Deliver. Uh, Solo Sokoa and Grayson Waller have both qualified for the ladder match for the North American title at Stand and Deliver. They're going to do a triple threat match for the final slot, which is Roddy, A-Kid, and uh, Cameron Grimes in a triple threat match uh, for the last shot because they're the three lads who lost the qualifying matches so Grimes did a promo saying that next week he's going to do whatever it takes uh, to make sure how he gets how many people are in the uh, ladder match I assume uh, six-ish or I think it's is like it that. five or six I think it's five isn't it because it's Mellow the three boy oh no uh, yeah I think it's Mellow the three boy oh my god deliverance Jeff's kiss deliverance that is well fucking done. amazing well fucking done yeah it's five so it's um, it's Mellow uh, Santos Escobar Solo Sokoa Grayson Waller and the winner of the triple threat next week so it's shaping up that'll be a, a good match uh, and also for implications when it comes to stand and deliver Io Shirai and Katie Ray defeated Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai in quite a fun match as well for the Dusty Rhodes Women's Tag Team Classic final um, they have decided in a uh, segment afterwards that they are not going to challenge for the tag titles. Ah, uh-huh. yes. So they Sorry, have, run that one back a year. Yeah. So they've won EO and Kaylee Ray won the women's Dusty Cup. Okay. But they're not challenging Toxic Attraction. They cut a promo and said that Mandy had said she's able to take she's able to beat any woman. Okay. And that they figured that they teamed up to take out Toxic Attraction and there is no better way to take them out than to basically take off the head of the snake which is to take the title off Mandy Rose so 
they have been added to the women's match. So we're now getting Mandy versus Cora Jade versus EO versus Kaylee Ray in a four way. Yeah, literally as Antox said, they can't, rely on, they can't rely on Mandy and Cora. So essentially they're adding in two steady hands to make it a good match. So the winners of a tag team tournament in which the prize is a tag team title match don't yeah, yeah. want the tag team title match. Yeah, no, they don't want the tag title match, no. Oh, put it in the fucking bin. Yeah. Bad end. Shit like that drives me fucking crazy. Bad end to an otherwise, what I thought, of a really, really good show. Fuck's sake. Yeah. Anywho, well, anything else happened that was more noteworthy? Um, Raw... AJ against, I was say, I jumped across to Raw. Uh, NXT, not really. It was, uh, again, just a solid build to stand and deliver and just some really good matches throughout. Um, Raw was kind of the same, except obviously for Mania. Match quality, I thought, for the most part, was quite good. Um, Stereos against Ziggler and Rude was quite solid. RK Bro, was that this week's? RK Bro against Alpha Academy? That sounds about right. It was, yeah, the um, yeah, Street Profits. Yeah, it was, yeah, Street Profits came out, yeah. I was like, again, sorry, this just feels like we've seen so many of these matches before. Cause we Gordo, have. Gordo, Gordo, I, I watched her all this week. I feel dirty. Oh, oh disinfect yourself, disinfect your eyeballs. Bear, but, well, bear in mind I was in isolation, so like. You were, yeah. Um, I literally couldn't do anything else. One of the highlights of the shows for me, Pat McAfee showed up. And he stole the fucking show. Here. He did. Literally, he shows up for one match and he stole the whole fucking show. The man is that they're not paying him enough and not featuring him oh. enough. Uh, he's he's incredible. Does Whatever he hit, vitamins he's on, I want some. Does he hit a pedigree at Mania or does Cody? Um, yeah, yeah. No, I don't think he needs a pedigree, he doesn't need to well, because he's well, Cody can't hit the crossroads. Why not? Oh, Damien Priest. Yeah. Or what's his name now? Uh, Bleeding oh, Priest. Damien Priest yeah, Bleeding Priest. I thought they'd change his name. No. But the one thing I, I noticed about Raw this week, and it reaffirms it, there's so many good themes have been changed to generic fucking oh. intros. Shayna Baszler is one of the ones that hurts me a lot. Why are they doing this? Shayna's music slapped. What yeah. a song that was. Yeah, they've done a lot of bad, a lot of bad things with changing musics. Very, very bad. Yeah. Um, Main event was very fun. Uh, Style yes. against Rollins. Uh, produced by, shit, I can't remember the second name, but it was someone and Petey Williams, mm. um, who apparently is getting rave reviews for some of the producing work. No surprise, Petey Williams is a fucking wrestling genius. Mm. So no surprises there. Glad to see he's doing well. They um, didn't need to have the disqualification finish. They didn't, but I get why they did it. Because obviously it keeps going with it keeps going with Rollins getting screwed out of his mania moments. So I was it was kind of a clever way of getting out of it. So I was kind of okay with it. Without him getting pinned pinned clean, you know. Um so it it was a it was a cle it was a cle as it comes to them booking themselves into corners, I think this is one of the more clever ways of getting out of it, if you get me. Because yeah. I know we, we rant about we rant about them booking themselves into corners. I think this is one of the better ways out of it they've done. I just hate it in general because yeah. earlier in the show, Finn Balor needed a lot of help to defeat Austin Theory. Yeah, you know, fair enough. You know, you've Pat McAfee coming out and continuing his storyline with Austin Theory, 
you don't need to do that at the expense of a champion. No. And especially Finn Balor. Yeah. You know, if you want to help Austin Theory lose a match, have him in there with someone he should be beating. Yeah. And he shouldn't be in there looking like he should be beating a champion no. unless he's going to have a match with that champion. Yeah. Have him literally be, have him be toying with someone like, uh, I'm going to throw him he's a bad example, but fuck it, he has me blocked on Twitter. R-Truth. Someone Doesn't that matter. an Archer's very good wrestler. But yeah. at the end of the day, if you're looking up where Position they are control. on the totem pole at the moment, mm. yeah, Theory should be beating them. You know, 24 7 guy versus a guy who's about to have a match on Mania. Um, a featured match on Mania. Because let's be honest, that match is going to get as much fucking mainstream attention as most other matches on this mm-hmm. card. Because McAvee's a name now. Um, yeah, again, just it was it was a solid raw. The segments weren't terrible for the most part, from what I remember. The match quality was good. Unfortunately, it just feels like we've seen a lot of it because they're building to stuff for Mania and the certain matches that we've seen before, mm-hmm. uh, as was seen where I was like, shit, was that match this week? Did I have the right results? It's because we've seen these things before. So I'm hoping that after next week and after Mania, they'll freshen things up a little when it comes to some of the rivalries. Um. Yeah, it just was a solid draw. No, no real complaints about it for me. I think that's about it, Gordo. Um, where can you find us? Where can where, we, where can we be found? Well, not in isolation anymore, Fitz. Since we escaped COVID, um, defeated yeah, mate. Defeated, fucking all gone. Um, yeah, people can find us on all the usual podcast apps. So you'll find us on your iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. Wherever you're listening now, you're going to get us each and every week. Um, but if wherever you're listening does have a like system or a star system, please give us a thumbs up or five stars because that kind of helps our presence in the search algorithms and helps us spread our word and our gospel to the masses. You can also find us over on WrestlingSoup.com along with the Wrestling Soup guys themselves and a load of other podcasts. Please make sure to spread some of the love over there to those guys. They've always been absolutely incredible to us and they're just good people all around. So please, please share that love. Also share some love to our friends over at Canvas Theory, www.canvastheory.com. If you use the promo code AWP, you'll get 10% off your entire order. Shipping now to around about most of the world, with the exception, obviously, of certain sanctioned sections. We won't get into the political side of things today. You'll also find us over on Twitter. It's at the AWPod. And when you're over there, you'll also find a link to our Discord channel, where you can come and join in the fun when we're recording live each and every week. You'll also find us most weekends over on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash AWP. Friday and a Saturday night around about 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock Irish time we like to go live fairly late and get drunk and chat shit so come join the fun and when you're over following us if you can also follow Deliverance 77 over there twitch.tv forward slash Deliverance 77 and share him some love wait we made it through the funeral huh all I say is yay Deliverance boo canvas theory Oh, I thought we were going to go. We could have booed them. I was worried. You had me worried. I got to mix it up, you know. I, I, I don't want to do the same old shtick every week, Gordo, you know. No, no, you don't, you don't want to be like Raw. Exactly. Exactly. You got to mix it up. And uh, I will not be playing Fortnite anytime soon, Deliverance. Fuck that shit. You got rid of building out of it, apparently, for whatever mode they're doing at the moment. So you literally just run around and shoot. Mm-hmm. So apparently it's not as shit. Yeah, I played, literally, I played two games of it when I got the PS4 way back when. And I hated my life entirely playing it. So, no, I won't be going back to that. Uh, I'll stick to the Fall Guys and uh, the old 
uh, Fall Ball with Cars. Um, I do have the Tomb Raider games uh, saved, uh, purchased and saved, so I might start one of them. We'll see. Um, Gordo, what? Uh, what's that sound? <gasps> uh oh, Tiger's whistle. You know what that means? Tiger's whistle's blowing. Means we must be going. No more Russell crowing for you. But now don't you start to whine. I'll see you again next time. Cause there's plenty of more of fighting left to do. Making movies, making songs, and fight around the world. See you next time, everybody. <laughs>